Hi, everybody. Hello, Sandy. Hello. Um, so this week, we're going to be talking about some common mistakes and common negotiation failures. And uh, when this topic came up, when we started talking about it, for some reason, everybody uh, deferred to me for uh, talking about failure. And um, so I, I've written an article that will be coming out soon. And, uh, and we're going to talk about some of the ways that we fail in negotiations, some of the ways that we pop out of our skills and how to avoid that problem, how to, how to stay in the moment. And that's actually one of the first failures that a lot of us have. We're in a difficult conversation or we're in a negotiation and we wind up uh, popping out of the moment. We revert back to that which we know, that which we're comfortable with. And we start asking direct questions. We start uh, over-talking the other person. And we've, Sandy said it before, Troy said it before, a bunch of us have. We have a, we have a gentleman that we've taught many times and uh, he came up with the acronym. He could, he could practically teach, well, he couldn't teach negotiation failure because he doesn't. But um, he, he gave the acronym, wait, why am I talking? And when you pop out of the moment, you need to ask yourself that. Why am I talking? Why am I asking questions? Why am I not trusting the process? You do some self-labeling and get, get yourself back in your moment. But there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of opportunities to have what you might consider a failure. Just know that tactical empathy, the black swan skills, very forgiving. So if you find yourself popped out of the moment, if you, if you let yourself, uh, get in your own head and you start doing things that you know, you shouldn't be doing, you start, um, Maybe, maybe you fail to turn on your curiosity. So what you do is you self-label, get back down and start trusting the process. Maybe even lower your voice to that late night FM DJ voice, that analyst tone, and help yourself calm back down and get back in the moment and start trusting your process. Uh, I've had a bunch of people that I've taught that we've – encountered at live events and things like that. And they'll come up very excited and they say, I want to master the skills. I've never met a master of the skills. We all are developing these all the time. Even if we do them every day and practice them every day, it's a process. It's just like learning any other thing. You can always sharpen your blade. So don't be too self-critical. If you run into some obstacles in using your skills in a certain discussion, set back down, grab the reins and, and do it again. Um, you'll learn from your mistakes. And it's important to realize that no matter how long you've been doing these things, every conversation is different. Every sentence is unique. And so you're going to find that it's easy to get triggered and that'll pop you out of the moment. If you get triggered, especially from an attack, just be aware that that's what's supposed to happen. Your mind does that without your consent. You're going to get triggered. Your, your amygdala might get fired up. If somebody comes at you in an assertive way, you're going to get triggered. And you need to practice that self-labeling, that 
uh, maybe take a breath. And there's a bunch of labels and things that you can use when you get attacked uh, to kind of calm both of you down. If you attack back, if you react to an attack instead of responding to it, both of you are going to be thinking less clearly. To put it bluntly, both of you are going to be dumber because you're not thinking clearly when you're triggered in an attack. So you can use a lot of our go-to labels like, seems like you have a reason for saying that, or just dynamic silence and let your counterpart fix their problem. Um, there's a lot of ways you can do it. And I would encourage as you advance through these skills, if you've ever been to one of our live events and been through our attacks exercise, you'll see how quickly these skills uh, render an attack like they, they, they put down an attack pretty quickly, a lot, actually a lot quicker than all the information gathering you're doing. Most attacks can't last more than about 45 seconds, maybe a minute and a half if they're really fired up. But if you use the skills effectively and make it all about the other side, when you respond to an attack, you're going you're gonna to calm them right back down and, and put them in a more collaborative mindset for one thing. And in many cases, they might feel bad about the attack and feel like they owe you something. So it might create an obligation on their part. Uh, be careful of your tone in all things because impressions matter. The impression you make on your counterpart is it starts immediately when you begin talking because your tone of voice has an immediate emotional effect on the person you're talking to. And that's in any conversation, not just difficult conversations or high level negotiations. That's when you walk into uh, a store and walk up to the cashier or the bartender or whoever you're talking to, um, you're going to have an, they're going to have an immediate emotional reaction to the tone of your voice. So keep that in mind because you may have to audit that if you fail, if your tone is, is a little too assertive, if you get a little too loud or, or have a little triggering event and you snap a little bit, do an accusations audit. Don't deny what happened. Tell them that sounded harsh. I realized that, uh, that's hard to do to do those accusations audits, but you can say, you know, you probably think I'm just an angry customer or you, you probably think I, uh, I lack control and get back into your good tone of voice and, and start over. And then while I'm talking about impressions and Sandy's sitting there going, man, this guy can talk. Does he breathe? I don't know if he breathes. Um, Welcome, Troy, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm so glad Troy's joining us. He's the, he's, he's the one that keeps us centered. Um, but while we're talking about impressions, remember that the last impression is the lasting impression. So don't leave that to chance. Plan your last impression. If you're going into a difficult conversation that you're preparing for, if you're going into a negotiation that you're preparing for, think about what you might say to end your meeting. Um, if it goes well, maybe you'll say, you'll want to make these particular thing, points before you leave, whether it be, uh, uh, you know, I really appreciate your time. This was really productive. And I can't tell you how um, excited I am to move this project forward. 
that's a good last impression. If it's bad, if you haven't come to an agreement, if you don't think the deal's going to go, then you're going to say something like, you know, I'm really sorry that we couldn't work through this. I really wanted to make this deal and um, I'd love to work with you again. So in the future, when that opportunity arises, I'd love to get back together with you and, and work through and collaborate on a really good deal that makes both of us happy. And that's your last impression. So remember impressions matter. If you, if you go through a really long drawn out process and you got nothing, you might feel a little triggered when you realize that you've done all this work and now, now you're at the same place or worse than when you started. Um, again, stay in the moment and remember that last impression. It has to be positive so that you're not burning down any bridges. And remember too, especially if you want to burn bridges with the person you're with, because you just can't, can't work with them. You, you know, you're not going to do business with them in the future. Remember in your space that it's small, no matter how big your organization, no matter how big your particular work product is, uh, your, your area of expertise is, it's small. And if you burn your bridge with that person unnecessarily, there's a real chance that somebody they know is going to hear about it. And you're going to be dealing with that person in the future, starting off with, they're going to believe that, that you are, um, they're, they're going to take the impression that the other person had of you because you didn't leave a good last impression. And they're going to start with that. So be aware of it. And, uh, the, the best way to avoid failures is to practice. Prepare for sure. Use caviar. Get ready for your negotiation. Get your mindset right. But practice in all things that you do so that, uh, so that you can kind of avoid these things. And when you can't avoid them, just fix them. <laughs>